This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The End in Mind. I am your host, Caitlin, and I'm super excited about our guest today. Thanks so much for being here, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for our chat today. We can't wait. We're so excited to learn from you. Gabby is the profit mama. So anything that you guys have question-wise around finances, money conversations, she is the one to ask. So today we're going to dive into all of that and more, which I'm so excited about. But do you want to start off just by telling us a little bit about you and your story? Sure. I'd love to. So like Caitlin said, I'm Gabby Kelly, the profit mama. I quote unquote grew up in public accounting and corporate accounting. So I'm a licensed CPA here in the US and also a certified profit first professional. And I found that going through my life as an accountant, as a financial auditor, even teaching classes at the university level about um, accounting and finance, that something that a lot of people fear when we, right, fear of the unknown and don't like to talk about. And so now helping business owners grow better, uh, address their finances, finally take a look under the hood, um, reduces stress and fear and this big weight that we tend to carry around personally and professionally when it comes to money. So I'm so excited and so thankful for all the work that I get to do and all the people that I get to do it with. That's so special. And to hear how you've just transitioned from helping people in every single facet of their finances. I mean, even college students, you know, when we talk about college debt and a lot of the things that all of us are struggling with, but nobody's really talking about. So Mm -hmm. 
I'd love to ask you, you know, you talked about what can come with the anxieties around the conversations of money. And I know a lot of us feel that. So how do you help your clients see through, you know, some of that money fog? Yeah, that's, that's a great term money fog. My formula, I call it my formula for being successful with money is your money mindset times your money habits. And when we avoid money altogether, and we're like, we should do this better thinking to ourselves, we typically are thinking about money habits, right? What exactly are the actions that I need to be taking in order to invest my money or in order to pay myself from my business in order to pay for taxes, you know, save for taxes, give myself a profit, those technical pieces. But what we tend to forget about is the money mindset. And so when we're thinking about money and having feelings about money, it typically dictates how we engage and what actions that we take. And so that's the first step is talking about our own money story. What are our first interactions with money? How does it make us feel? Why do we think it makes us feel that way? Um, And what is actually the reality behind what's going on? Because we've carried these stories around for most of our lives and haven't really ever questioned them. And that doesn't allow us to the opportunity for any other reality. That's where the first step is being open to a reality that you are good with money, that, right, you have a great relationship with money. And so usually that's first step is that openness. Yeah, that's great to hear. And what we talk about a lot on the end in mind is about how to challenge some of those patterns. So that's right on point for where we are and just kind of getting into the awareness of it all first and foremost. I have another structure I call it my three steps for cash confidence, but I really think that you can apply this to anything that you're doing. First is education. Second is awareness. And third is intention. And so when we feel more educated, when we have more knowledge about a certain thing, we're able to have more awareness, right? When we understand that there could be a different reality of having our relationship with money being good or bad or whatever, then we're more aware of when we're having feelings about money, when we're avoiding the subject, when we are getting stressed or panicky um, when we have to talk about it. And that awareness helps us and gives us the opportunity to be intentional, right? Then we can say, well, how do I want to feel and make a decision that way? based off of how you want to feel, not how you're currently feeling. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy too, to think about like, oh, I can actually think, just think about it, you know, and then like change. Give it some space, right? How you're feeling is normal. A lot of people feel this way. It's okay to feel that way. Is there space? Is there a, an opportunity for, for me to feel a different way? What is it that I want to feel? And then we can think about how do we take the actions to, to feel that way? What are the things that we can right, rewrite for ourselves? How, we can, how can we remind ourselves that we are an authority? How can we remind ourselves that we are enough, right? All of these things to help switch and move our energy from this bad feeling, panic feeling, stress feeling, 
about money into a, a better, right? Positive energy with money. Yeah. Wow. Cause it can be like one of the things you talk about a lot on the show is the negative thoughts and how, when you have an awareness around like, like earlier this week, if any of our listeners follow my Instagram, they'll know, like I, my laptop broke. So then immediately I'm looking for all the things that have gone wrong. Like, you know, it's kind of like how our brains work. It can just kind of stop this pattern and it feels like it's out of control. You know, it feels like so heavy and anxiety ridden, but like what you just said is like, we don't have to stay in that. We can create the consciousness to change it. Mm -hmm. And we don't often think that way about money. Yeah. Wow. Right. In that we are able to design that reality that we want to create about our business, about our relationships, about our life, about our feelings, about our health and about money. Like, I almost feel like we all think about we're victimized by money. It's almost like the Regina George quote. It's like, (laughs) we have all been victimized by money, you know? That's such a good point. That that would be a good meme for me to use in the next week. But it's so true. And the thing that helps exacerbate it is the taboo in our culture of not talking about it. So how do we learn how to be better with our money, how to feel good and confident with our money if we're not allowed to talk about it and learn from others? And when the industry itself is very, right, exclusive, exclusionary, exclusive, right? It doesn't feel like you're talking the same language. Yeah. Like even in entrepreneurship, I think that's what you're meaning too. And even I'm sure in finance, even more so at times, but it is, it's kind of like, it's almost like when you're talking about society even, and you think about money, it's like, okay, everybody's talking about the gap between society. Like there's no middle class, you know, it's all these like doomsday types of energy around the market. And of course it's scary. It's like, who wants to talk about it then? You know, like which side are we on? Which part of the spectrum are we at? Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to kind of put on this facade to show people that we're worth investing in. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. That I think probably before we press record, we were talking about social media And as entrepreneurs being on social media and seeing all the other entrepreneurs on social media, that feeling that can arise in not being enough, right? And not being worthy and the imposter syndrome and all that comes along with that. And and I hope that in some small areas of the internet, right? Like in my little corner, that it's okay to talk about money Right. And it's okay to talk about the journey that we're going on. And I think that's popping up a little bit more and it makes me hopeful um, because of my love hate relationship with social media. But uh, it's, it almost, right. All of that has been curated, curated for you to see. And it definitely plays a part in the comparison and lack of acceptance for our own selves and where we are in our journey. Oh, I love how you said that. It's like money is just another part of 
the thread that leads us through life, like whatever path we're on. And it doesn't have to be, they have this, I should also have this, you know, because of my age, because of where I come from, how long I've had my business, kind of like these fake narratives that Mm -hmm. we write, that then when we're not reaching it, it's like how you said, we're the failure. Right. And that's, that comes back to, you know, what your definition of success is and how does money play a role in that? You know, when I started my career in public accounting, right, as a, you know, financial auditor going to all these different businesses. I was always like, who am I to tell you what you're doing wrong? But I learned very quickly, right? Relationships are so important in those type of things. Auditors coming into a business, like who wants to see it? You talk about auditors, people think the IRS is coming to put you away in jail, right? Um, But that like feeling of not enough and also what your definition of success is when when we are shown by media by our society by culture only one definition of success it's really hard to continually compare ourselves and always feel like we're missing the mark and that awareness is helpful in taking time to say, actually, what is my definition of success, right? I have two kids. A lot of my journey has developed after each of my um, children were born and my priorities changing and my definition of work and success changing and having real clarity on the definition of success for your own self, um, for your own family, for your own life, right? Helps us keep aligned to keep a path of, of our, this is our journey. And how could we ever compare it to anyone else's journey, right? We are all very different humans and living very different lives. I love that you said that. It's, it's your unique path. It's not about everyone else. And I think that that is the biggest piece of entrepreneurship, but also life, you know, like the biggest lesson, especially in this day and age with social constantly young kids on social. Like I always feel so bad for the generations that are growing up seeing this comparison as mainstream because, you know, like I think about my comparison, I actually just shared this with my coach and our listeners will get this reference too. Like growing up, my family struggled with money, which I shared with you as well, Gabby, on our last call. And the listeners all know this story as well. So what I used to compare like with my friends would be their socks. You know, it like sounds so old school, but it's like they always had matching socks. Their socks never had holes in it. Like this small area of comparison that still sticks with me today around a money story that I'm unpacking and in the process of doing. But it's like really interesting when you look at the comparison that other kids are having today. It's nowhere near just a sock anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I having two children, like I go down these <laughs> doom spirals of social media and like uh, our mental health in the U S um, 
that might be a conversation for another time because that's like a whole a whole another thing but when we talk about money I agree we also don't know everybody's stories what you see on social media right unless you're telling that story over and over again right how would anybody know or even think of that right I've shared before um I put myself through college right my husband and I cash flowed 90k of student debt and a 90k MBA um before we had our kids but I was considered homeless when I applied to college and there was like certain circumstances of events right but we don't know anybody's money story and how they're approaching their definitions of success and like you know what they're doing we have this we have this view in social media but it's not a view behind right it's not a behind the scenes or like lifting the hood of their businesses and their personal life we really have no idea right they tons of businesses out there that we know right twitter has never ever we can double check this but twitter never ever been profitable right let that sink in yeah there are, I don't know what the statistic is, 98% of businesses that are month-to-month businesses. If not day-to-day. If not day-to-day, <laughs> right? The clients yeah. that I used to work with when I was doing CFO consulting, right? It was some some of them would be going out to get funding three days before payroll was being run right and having to get that in the door in order to run payroll and those are the times when I really was like business small businesses don't need right we all need accountants and bookkeepers and tax people yes but what small businesses need is a framework a structure of understanding how to manage money in their business that is at your fingertips and gives you clarity in order for you to fulfill, take action on, and achieve your goals of in, right with intention. Wow. And so that's why I love Profit First and why I became certified because I think it really helps. And then how I've built my business on top of that is how do we how do we work that in our lives? How do we apply and or think about and address our money mindset? What are the other things going on in our business? How do those like work together every day, right? To help us achieve more joy, like release the stress. You only have one life, right? YOLO, but truly YOLO. And you started this business for a reason, right? So like, let's get back to that and, you know, pick ourselves up and, and figure out the stuff that we need to take to continue that journey. Wow. It, I just, it's so interesting to hear you talk about money like this. Like I've never heard anybody talk about money like this, almost address it as if you continue to turn a blind eye, it will just burn the hole. You know, it's just going to continue to happen. And it's so funny, like I talk about this in like the mental health side of even social media and 
but the area that I've also, like, I am absolutely a victim of not looking at money. You know, I, it's one of those things where it's easier to not look at it. It's like, okay, I know I'm good. I'm going to make it to tomorrow, but who knows what next month brings, you know, future me will have to deal with future that, right? (laughs) And it's not work to my benefit, you know, all the time. And it's because I'm running away from it. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Once somebody said to me the other day, I'm worried I won't have enough time. And I, and I said, you have the time, The problem is you haven't made the time along the way to address it. And it's going to take more and more and more time away from you um, by not addressing it. So take the time now, commit to this, right? This time that we're having that I was talking to her about um, and use that time in order to address it. Give yourself the boundaries, the commitment And then somebody said, I'm worried I don't have the brain capacity. And I was like, what you don't realize, right, is the brain capacity this actually is taking up by avoiding it, by not handling it, right? I did a um, workshop in New York City a few weeks ago for the Small Business Expo, which is wonderful, like an amazing experience. I loved every minute of it. And I have an image on there that was like, a brain before you address your money, right? And a brain after. And like most of the brain here is like taken up by money stress, like worrying about money. Even though we're like, I'm not going to handle it, it's still weighing down on us. And then after we deal with it, right? We have more time to think about our long-term goals, more time maybe to like spend in our community, more time to, right? Do all of these things. There's more to life than money, right? The key is managing it well to unlock everything else life has to offer, right? Um, That is where I have this thing called the joy ceiling. So we're being weighed down by money stress. Think of it as like this boulder or this weighted blanket. And when we address it, then we can like break through this joy ceiling and feel, experience everything else life has to offer when we're not feeling held back and weighed down by money stress. Wow. It makes so much sense. Like when I hear you say that, cause another thing, like I always compare it to like grief just because like I lost a lot of people at a young age. So I'm thinking it of almost like as numbing, like I've just been numbing out that part of my brain. It's like, okay, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. But then think about like, when you think about even the sensories in your brain, like how many we don't use, um, and really all of it is just around the way that we think. So like what you're saying is it can almost unlock that part of your brain that might even be keeping you away from experiencing mm-hmm. full-fledged joy, you know, a presentness of happiness, because I find when I'm worried about money, all I'm thinking about is the future. Sometimes I'm thinking about the past, if it's an investment with this, the stock market, but what good does that do me? You know, I can't change any of that. It's almost like useless worry. Yeah. It's um, right. When you think about it, think about when we address, we were talking about the space, like taking space between our feelings about money 
um, and choosing a different way. It's like, are you reacting or are you responding, right? When we don't take the space, we might make decisions reacting to a feeling that we have about money that that feeling may have been made, right? Like implanted in our brain 20 years ago, maybe like, this is how I feel about money. When we respond, we've taken space. We have more awareness. We're able to be intentional, right? When your computer crashed you're like, I'm taking space. I'm practicing this, right? Having and realizing and right. I am choosing to experience this in a different way, right? I was doing, I wrote this down. I was doing a meditation. I'm like, that's like a future goal. I think is money meditations on my radar, but the quality of your mind determines the quality of your life, right? So if we're talking about money and the quality of our mind about money, how does that determine the quality of our life? How do we choose how to feel? How do we be intentional? How do we design our experience of our life and our business and by addressing how we feel about money? Yeah, because that is the first step. Like what you said at the top of the episode is it's really just stepping into this awareness And also really quick, I just want to add before we can like give a few takeaways and of course share with us how we can get in touch with you because I know every listener will want to. It's it's almost like which I've described in the past, operating out of that scarcity, that reaction that you talked about. And the same thing happens with marketing or when you're on a sales call, which is a lot of the times the scenario that I'm sharing on, you know, and it's like, you want to sell somebody so bad that you're just repelling them, you know, you want the money to pay your mortgage, you know, like there's serious worries. Of course, it's a real thing, but they feel that, you know, it's just like, we're all human. We can pick up on it right away. Mm-hmm. Especially a lot of like our listeners are highly sensitive. So yeah. we know, you know, <laughs> that other people can feel it because we feel it. You know? Right. Yeah. It's aligning your energy. Right. Um, I have all these one, I don't know why they're all coming to me. Right. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to build wealth when you're focused on the lack of it right? So how do we align our energy into uh, the abundance of the world? How do we align it into, there are so many people I can help. Like, let me see if we're a good fit for me to help you and for you to be right, to be in my world. It's that like, you know, when you, as a kid, maybe you're an adult, right? When you go to an interview, you're always like, oh my God, what are they going to ask me? But it's almost like this is your time to interview them. Are are they a good fit for you, right? Like stand into that power. Realize that there are so many people out there who need you by aligning yourself into the the energy of abundance. You're putting out way more to attract the right people who are ready to say yes, right? Who are ready and just waiting for you to tell them how to work with them, right? So I totally understand that. That was such a great example too, of how you like summarized all of that. I have one more question for you because Mm -hmm. I think that our 
viewers will be thinking the same thing. Mm. So one of the fears that I have around looking at my budget and looking at everything that I spend is almost like, I don't want to know how much I spend. And I also don't want to know how much I would have to stop spending in order to catch up with whatever I'm dealing with, like whether it's credit, credit, you know, debt that everyone faces, even in today's economy, like there's some things, I mean, for us on the East coast and, and everywhere is impacted, but like in the East coast, it's been very significant. Obviously I haven't been everywhere else, so I don't know, but in my experience, it's like, well, I would normally save or like ha- only be spending 150 on groceries. Now I'm spending 300, you know, mm-hmm. so how do you help your clients with that worry? Yeah. That comes with this fear of the unknown, right. And fear that thinking about a budget is going to limit. Um, when I like to say, think of a budget as be giving you permission to spend, And so I was thinking, it's funny you ask, I was thinking about this in the car yesterday and saying lots of, a lot of people feel this way. I, right. I'm afraid that if I start to look, I'll have to, you know, reduce my spending or, you know, buy how much. And what does that mean? I can't have, but what is it that you aren't doing right now? Like, what is it to feel at the end of the month? Like, did you pay yourself enough? What is it to feel at the end of the month that your business is profitable or not? How does it feel at the end of the month that you had an amazing month, but you don't know where the cash went, right? And so being intentional intentional about your profitability, being intentional about saving for taxes, right? Some people come to me because they had an amazing year, but then in April had to put 10K on their credit card, right? And they're like, well, that just cut off all of my momentum. So how would it feel to feel more safe and secure in your business that your business is serving you, right? Then that fear of not being able to spend, right? And maybe that isn't even... You don't know until you address it. So you could have this fear that is completely like not reality, you know? It's irrational. Yeah. That's what I find for me. It's like, like I'm like panicked, you know, it's like that SpongeBob cartoon where he's like, yeah. and like hands are flying around. Yeah. Like that is me when I think about the budget, the profit, you know, and what you and I were sharing, which I think our listeners will appreciate this too, is a lot of my clients will even say this, like, this is just a slow summer, you know, you want to call it post COVID, you want to call it whatever in the economy, it's just facts, you know, less money is going around. And that's okay. Like we as entrepreneurs, it's kind of like my thought process of saying in the stock market, like that's why you stay in it, you know? I don't know what I saw this. I don't know if it's like an Instagram, you know, motivational or whatever. It's like at the point where it feels like, oh shit, like, am I going to make it? That's when most people stop. But like, are you most people? And if you want to be successful, you can't be most people, right? You want to keep going. And, you know, with the stock market thing, it's like, 
how do we how do we flip that right now it's on sale right now's the time to get in um one question that came up you know over the past year when we've been talking about you know slowing down in the economy like recession like what is the number one thing small businesses can do mm. right it is pay attention to their cash and build cash reserves and how do you do that if at the end of the month you don't know where all your money went how do you do that if you're not setting intentional goals about saving right how do you save money when you're not you don't have the awareness of your spending yeah it's impossible speaking right. from experience <laughs> being a college no, student so same so when i graduated college i was like i deserve this right i put myself through college i paid off my college I, like i did this stuff and i was like i deserve to have whatever I want. So it wasn't like lavish, right? But it wasn't until my husband and I sat down and we were like, we are committed to paying off our student debt and to cash flowing his MBA. How do we do that? Yes. <laughs> um, without, you can't do it without being intentional. You can't do it without awareness. So here is, here is our goals. Here is our plan of how we're going to do this. Um, and that's, that's when everything changed, right? That's when you are able to live life in every facet that you can with intention, right? Those are the people walking around that are present in every moment of their lives, right? Um, that have it, like know what they need to do. We, we're all just like winging it, right? But but being intentional about it, right? And so how do we apply intention? First, we have to have education. First, we have to have awareness to bring a clarity in order for us to set intention. This is like so powerful. I'm walking away with like so many aha moments <laughs> and I know our listeners will too. How can they get in touch with you? If they have questions, concerns, yeah. tell us about what you have going on. Yeah, I'm so excited. So. You can find me on Instagram, most of my real-time um, life and everything else announcements is on Instagram at the profit mama, um, profit like in your business, not, you know, spiritual profit and by email, Gabby, G-A-B-B-I-E at the profit mama.com. And I'm really excited for the fall end of the year. Uh, right now, I have a group called Money Well, and that is a group of 10 to 15 female-led business businesses, business owners, um, who are coming weekly to address their money mindset, to talk about their goals, set intentions, all the finance pieces, pricing, expenses, everything like that. Um, but during the fall, I'm planning to launch a series of workshops and a small business bundle that's going to be like, I haven't named it yet. Build your business right. Figure out your finances first. Some, some you know, business boot camp. I hear a lot. I wish I went to business school. You don't need to go to business school. A lot of your entrepreneur journey and skill set is going to be from building your own business. But there are certain things that I think 
have been helpful to have as a foundation. And so I'm hoping to layer all of this together, um, release it as workshops and then as a um, masterclass and bundle towards Q3, the end of Q3, beginning of Q4. Perfect. But so we can still work with you or reach out to you in the middle before Mm -hmm. all of that. And if you're curious, make sure you let Gabby know so she can add you to the email list. Yes. You, you know, in early for her early bird. Um, So I'm so excited because obviously this is so necessary with everything that we just talked about, but even with my clients, you know, our one-on-one conversations are all about money. Like Mm -hmm. this is the topic and the situation that you have to address you guys. So Gabby is the person to help you do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for today. This is amazing. Of course. Thank you so much. We'll have to have you on for part two. If our listeners, yeah, hopefully they'll comment and let us know, but we can definitely do a part two in the fall. Yes. What do you want to hear next? Let us know. Maybe we'll have the listeners let us know. Send us DMs with your ideas or leave a um, review with some questions for Gabby and we will record it for you all in the fall. So we'll get a quick turnaround on that episode so you guys can hear that before her product launch too. Yay. Okay. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.